Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bitly and Murata Mornings, Social Studies, brought to you by CarolHasTheBuyers.com. Carol Royce, your home sold guaranteed realty. Oh, yes, another food-related mystery will be solved today, probably, here on uh, Social <laughs> Studies at Bickley underscore Murata on Twitter. What do you got for us today, Sarah? Oh, should we talk about NBA officiating? Seems people are heated about it, Why both not? in this studio and outside of this studio. Getting a lot of tweets from our listeners at Bickley underscore Murata with their thoughts about how the Suns are being officiated, fairly, unfairly, what have you. So... Uh, as I just mentioned in my update, the Suns got to the free throw line 20 times against the Lakers, while the Lakers did so 46 times, uh, a trend that we're starting to pick up on more and more with the Suns lately. Monty Williams ticked after the game. Devin Booker said, quote, agendas are being pushed. Chris Paul had some comments on it as well. Of these four options, guys, what do you think is the best way for the Phoenix Suns to combat this perceived lack of respect from NBA officials? The first option is for Monty Williams to make a scene or complain loudly about it. Uh, The players bring it up more. The Suns should change the way they play or just simply ignore it and keep doing what they're doing. I don't think, I think there's two options you could choose here, but the way the question is phrased for me to answer it, what is the best way for the team to combat it? Ignore it. Rise above it. Mm. Even when complaining about it, you hear players say, they'll, they'll shift from, yeah, it's kind of, a, it's frustrating us, it's in our heads a little bit, but we, we need to be better. Just mm. be better. Be better. That would be the best way to deal yeah, with it. Yeah, that, that to me would be the way to kind of, uh, that would be the best way out of this, is just to ignore it entirely, to, to know going in there's going to be X amount of calls every night that you're going to look at and go that's garbage and there's going to be X amount of calls you're like oh I got away with that Mm -hmm. and just realize that and just be beyond it they're just they are so wrapped up in it it's just it's not healthy yeah that's a great way of putting it Beck right now 46% of our voters say the Suns need to change the way they play. We got a lot of comments on that. I'll read them in a moment. 29% say Monty needs to make a scene or complain more loudly about this. 19% say what you guys did. Ignore it. 6% say the players need to start talking about it more. John Nybick says walk off the court, shower, leave the facility. When asked later about it, just say, I don't know, ask the commissioner and the officials. Do it every single game. Adam Silver will lose his mind, but there will be a resolution. KD Book says call the ref out publicly by name. The NBA has made it clear that is the only way it will hold any individual referee accountable. But... All right, Fred Van Vliet did that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He called out Ben Taylor's name. Yes. Nothing happened to Ben Taylor. Fred Van Vliet got fined $30,000. Mm-hmm. Ben Taylor didn't miss any time at work. He's not docked any pay. He's mm-hmm. still going about doing his job. Did it accomplish anything? Right. I don't know. So, when, oh, sorry, Beck, were you no, going to I was just going to say, listen, the NBA grades these refs on a nightly basis. So, yep. I mean, it, it's, maybe they looked at Ben Taylor and said, he ain't that bad. I don't right. know what this guy's talking about. There is an intensive review pr- process. Yeah, I don't it, think... 
people maybe understand that. <laughs> They're not just floating out there. Uh, Justin Hastings, back to our voters saying that the Suns need to play, uh, excuse me, change the way that they play. Justin Hastings says, put pressure on the rim. Josh Okoge is pretty much the only guy the Suns have that goes to the hoop tough. The rest of them shoot threes and mid-range pull-ups. What do you guys think about that? I, think I, don't, no, go ahead, I don't think that's entirely accurate. I think Devin Booker does as Devin well. Devin Booker does too, but Devin Booker also does a lot of pulling up and it, 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 everything isn't always at the rim. Sure. Now, now, I listen, I do think that Devin Booker does not, it, uh, as much as I hate the, the idea of star treatment in the NBA, it's ridiculous. I mean, you could even see it last night. Uh, it, it, if there's a foul on Anthony Davis and some schlub is next to him, they're going to give the foul on the schlub. Yes. Just to protect it. And, and, and they play other games. It's a guy goes in for a meaningless, meaningless layup and there's a foul on the play. If the ball goes in, there's no whistle. If the ball rattles up, whoop, there's a foul. Now we're going to give you two free throws. There's a lot of flying by your seat of your pants. There's a lot of calls that they make, literally, that are spur of the moment kind of thing. I, I don't know whether the NBA needs to re- overhaul this whole thing, but I'm telling you, yeah. from Fred Van Vliet to Luka Doncic and the money sign to the Suns and this nightly ritual of theirs, I, 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 if I was a commissioner, I'd be, I'd be putting my foot down. I, I've had enough of this. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, and again, and I talk about I talk about broadcasters and markets complaining about this nonstop. You know that we all have seen the power of propaganda and BS and what people will yeah. believe if you tell it to them repeatedly. Yep. True. Why sure. do you think we call ourselves the greatest radio show of all time? Right. Because it's true. Because right. <laughs> it's true. And if we say it enough, you might believe it. No schlubs here. <laughs> Speak for yourself, no. Barrett. One schlub here. No. One schlub here. <laughs> Go suck on a chicken foot, Barrett. <laughs> All right. One last response. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, one last response to that first question about officiating and the NBA. I want to address this, or rather, I want you two to address this. Gene Hagen wrote in, you guys are so back and forth on this issue. Pick a side or stop bringing it up. If you don't believe that there isn't a free throw disparity for teams like the Lakers to make sure that they make the playoffs, then you are blind. Your response. So so she is saying the the NBA is rigged. Or is it he? Uh, I think it's he. he. G-E-N-E. Oh, sorry. That's all right. G, okay. So the NBA is rigged is what your point happens to be. Okay. If that's the case, then I would advise hang out with Jared during the week and watch wrestling. You have room at your house for Gene to come this over? It's not fair. They dragged me into but this. Why? My love this of wrestling. But this is the point. I mean, if you really think it's rigged, don't yes. waste your time watching it. In yeah. your heart of hearts, why are you watching it yeah. if you don't think it's real? Right. Right? That's well, it, yeah. It doesn't seem like a good use of time. And again, to me. And, and again, this is, this is a, a, an opinion being reinforced by the highest people in the organization. Nobody From ever. The voice of a generation to the general manager to the head coach. No, no team or fan base ever thinks that things are rigged for them. Right. Oh, no. It's always against them. It, and and every, fan base, every fan base wants every call to go in their favor or they're getting rigged. Right? Why don't the Lakers Hooked. win every championship Hooked. then? Yeah. Uh, my other response to Gene is, and I've been very clear on my stance on NBA officiating for a very, 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 very long time and quite frequently on this show. Vic, you've known me for a long time. Do you ever remember me saying, the Suns lost because of officiating? No. I haven't. No. I don't. 
No, I, I know but that. The, but this I know is a that. frustrating time for this franchise right now. I think I think in real time because you are you are a, a Suns fan that cares at the maximum level, and there's hundreds of thousands of people like that in the valley. In real time, the anxiety of it all make you react in a certain way that you. But time makes you go okay. Maybe this is more on the team than it is these officials, but uh, uh, I, I just think the NBA has got a serious issue on their hands. They do. All right, time for one more question before we have Ramona Shelburne on in our next segment to talk about that very thing. Okay, we're, we're sick of the complaining about officiating. We're sick of having to talk about the complaining about officiating. So we're asking this open-ended question, guys. What is the one thing that you complain about the most, whether it is justified or not? What's the one thing you complain about the most? Our Bad show, drivers. Our producer. Jared Carlin. <laughs> Justified. <laughs> um, driving is right up there for me. Or just general life. I'm a pretty negative person. I don't know if you know this. No, I did not notice you? that. You? Ray, Ray of sunshine. Drivers showed up quite a bit, whether it's unaware drivers. I hate vocalists in rock rock bands who ask the audience to sing instead of them singing, which is what the people paid to experience. (laughs) That's fair. I can make a big, long list of this. How long do you want to be here? We could revisit this at 9.45. Okay. There's Maybe we should have revisited that at 9.30. I just, yes. Ooh. <laughs> um, Elizabeth, I just had to read her tweet. I This really sat with me. The thing that she complains about the most, when I am asked to do anything at work, even if it falls within my job description. <laughs> yes. When I receive an email asking me to do I, something, no. My kind of person right there. Yes. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks <laughs> Thank to everybody you. who chimed in on social studies at Bickley underscore Murata. Uh, you can text your thoughts at any time during the show to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 is where you send that. Coming up next, we'll get a different perspective on Suns-Lakers from last night, the L.A. perspective from uh, Ramona Shelburne, ESPN. What's up the, What's up with the Lakers and their quest for a playoff spot? That is straight ahead. Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata Mornings. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Yeah, we continue on the Thursday edition of Bickley and Murata Mornings, live from the Auction Community Studios. Suns lose to the Lakers. First time that's happened in a long time. Suns gripping a little bit. Lakers trying to fight for a uh, playoff positioning. And uh, here to talk about it with uh, us about the NBA from ESPN, Ramona Shelburne joins us on the Arizona Sports Line. Ramona, good morning. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Good. Um, kind of an exercising of the demons last night for the Lakers. And, you know, the whole cast of characters wasn't there for either team, but it had to feel good for them to, to finally get a win against the Suns, a team that's had their number. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because I always look at all of these lenses through, like, um, potential matchups at this stage in the season, right? Um, and, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I think the Suns are in a position where they, they're probably – I don't know. Are we, are we want to say they're locked into that four and not quite. I think they could probably move up to two or three, but they'd have to get hot right here at the end. Mm-hmm. But um, this is like this is something you could see in the playoffs if the Lakers get in and they they go through that play in tournament. Like this is these are the kind of series that we could see in the first round. And it's like I'm I'm still looking at that West guys, and it's like right now if Phoenix is in the four spot and the Clippers stay in the five, that's your first round matchup. Yeah. What? <laughs> you know, the yeah. Clippers and what? Phoenix in the first round? <laughs> I mean, what? But, 
Right, and 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 that looked like a the two heavyweights you could have easily seen in a conference final in the first round, but now Paul George is hurt, and you know I think if you notice, it looked like he escaped a really serious injury, but if you notice the release, you know he'll be reevaluated in two to three weeks. That doesn't necessarily mean he'll be back in two to three weeks, right? So mm-hmm. that's not a guarantee you make it back for the first round of the playoffs, but um, it is going to be. Like, all of these are potential, like, these are potential matchups in the first round, second round of the Western Conference that, I, I don't know. I mean, is there is there any team that you would say, yes, I definitely think they're going to get there? Or they're no. Gonna each of these best? no. No, never seen anything like it. Yeah. So how would you how would you handicap the Suns' chances if and when KD comes back fully healthy, knowing what you know, and, and more importantly, knowing that that Chris Paul is starting to show some age, and obviously that was inevitable, but it's I don't think anybody can deny that now. How, how do you like them with a healthy KD? You know what's funny? I I really really like them. I, I the two teams that I like the most in the Western Conference right now are the Suns. And the Warriors, and that sounds crazy that I would say the Warriors, but I, I just feel that the defending champs, they're gonna get, uh, they're gonna get Gary Payton Jr. back here in, a, in sometime in the next week or so. It sounds like it sounds like he's he's going in a good direction, so he comes back. They, they're still hopeful they get Andrew Wiggins back at some point during the regular season. It's gonna take him a little while to find his rhythm. So I think for the war, you know, the Suns and the Warriors to me have the. The Suns, because of their talent, the Warriors, because of their talent and experience, to me, are the, the teams I feel the best about. But, you know, I, I don't know. With Phoenix, like, do we have this idea that it's just going to all work seamlessly when Kevin comes back? That it's all going to just work out because they're so smart and they know how to play together? I don't know. I think it will take a little bit of, little bit of time. <laughs> it's going to take a little, a little bit of playing together for them to get it. But, um, you know, to me, they... Uh, the, the, those two teams are 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 the class of the Western Conference in terms of um, uh, in terms of experience and talent, and that's and that's saying something because you know they're right now they're four and six in the standings. Yeah, uh, Ramona Shelburne from ESPN, our guest here on the Arizona Sports Line. Uh, we, we've talked about this. I'd love to get your thoughts on it too, because you spent you know some time breaking down some Western Conference contenders and the team that's yeah. been atop the, the conference for most of the year and have had virtually a, a drama free run at it is the Denver Nuggets. They could have a three time MVP in Nikola Jokic. Yeah. Yet nobody seems to be given any respect or flowers to the, the the Denver Nuggets right now. Why do you think that is, Ramona? I think they're in sort of prove it mode. They, they remind me a little of the Bucks a couple of years ago, where before they won, right? Which is like, okay, you guys have had um, a really good. Um, you guys have had a really good year, um, but you know, Giannis had won two MVPs in a row, and it's because they 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 lost in the second round of the playoffs in the bubble, and the way they lost, it was kind of. I think there was a sort of you know we'll wait until they they win, and they certainly could win. I just think. Um, the team, like to me, Denver is a team that has that they're benefiting from lack of injuries, but also they're benefiting from having been together the, for a number of years and kind of knowing how to play. And I, I think they're really good. You know, like I think to me, Denver would not shock me at all if they come out of the West and they win it all. And that's a testament to their to their lineup, to their depth. Because like when you look at Denver this year, like this is not their Denver team of old. They have so much more depth this uh-huh. year. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, great signing for them. Um, Bruce Brown, like they have so much more depth on the perimeter. They have so much more 
they have so many more guys to rely on. And it, it's not just Jokic. Not to mention you have Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray who are healthy again. So it wouldn't surprise me. But they're a team that they, they, until they do it, we're gonna we're not gonna look at them with sure. that favorite status. And I think they're fine with that. I think they understand, right? Yeah, yeah, no doubt about that. I want to ask you about NBA officiating, Ramona, because last yeah. few games, Monty Williams has kind of really gone there after the games, and Fred Van Vliet went there hard, and and Luca made the money gesture last night to the officials. At what point in time does Adam Silver go, okay, this isn't working. We have got to stop this relentless complaining on the court. What? How? How would you categorize this issue, and what should be done about it? You no, know, it's hard because, like, I think everything is everything in our world is so much more public. Like everything you and I say on the radio, right? Everything that we say, you know, just walking around a press room, like you just have this constant microscope on everything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I don't really think officiating is any different than it's always been. I just think there's so much more attention being paid to it because everything is under the microscope at all times. That makes sense? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think they're worse than they ever were. I don't think they're better than they ever were. Like, I think it's the same. I think there's human error in the, in the embedded in officiating. And I think they're, they're, for the most part, they get them all right. I think there are some refs that... Um, you know, are are should should be should not be in the spotlight they are. There's you know some some younger refs like that. The other game with the I know the Mavs game last night yeah. was was a big spotlight on that because Mark Cuban made it a spotlight. There was one I think two nights ago with the Clippers and the Thunder. Uh, Kawhi Leonard got teed up, which Kawhi never gets teed up. Yeah. <laughs> like that was that was odd. And then Terrence Mann got upset that Kawhi got teed up. And they end up losing, and, and Terrence Mann got ejected. And if you know Terrence, that's very uncharacteristic. And it turns out the official went over to Kawhi later and said, yeah, I missed that call. Right? So like, in, so he gives him a tee, but then he later says, I missed the call, and ejects that's the other brutal. guy. That's brutal. And they lose a game 101 to 100. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, you know, there's, there's, so how much do I separate right now from the historical average of bad calls or maybe a bad ref here and there or somebody who doesn't understand their role. I, I, I think it's always the same. I just think there's more attention being paid to it because of the nature of our media environment. Does that make sense? You know, and I, and I, I think if you ask, you know, old, like any coach in the league will say, Oh, it's terrible. Right. Which yeah. <laughs> always feel that way with the refs. But I, I just think it's a, it's a spotlight and we're looking at it right now. Well, and we're looking at it too, because there was three games last night where there was major <laughs> officiating yeah. issues that, that might've uh, had uh, an effect on the outcome of games, but we'll see if it gets better. Ramona, thanks so much for uh, joining us as always. We appreciate it. You got it, guys. Thank you, Ramona Shelburne, ESPN, joining us on the Arizona Sports Line. want to remind you, the legendary voice of the Suns, Al McCoy, announced his retirement effective at the end of the season. And we want to hear from you. Just text AL, A-L, to 620-620. Submit a video. Uh, a thank you, Al, message. We may even play it on the air. Once again, to get involved in that, just text AL, A-L, to 620-620. Coming up next, it is Thursday. We celebrate the unicorns of the world in this week's edition of Mock My World. Nicolia <laughs> Murata Mornings, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. 
Time to take a look at the Arizona sports poll question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are going to our website, ArizonaSports.com, to look at today's poll question before we get into a round of Mock My World. Are the Suns' recent complaints about officiating valid? Three options for you to vote on, Dan Bickley and Vince Morata. <laughs> yes, the complaints are valid. They do not get a fair whistle, and they should be vocal about it. Yes, the complaints are valid, but they should stop complaining. They're valid, but they should stop complaining. Or no, the officiating has been fine. I don't know. We've been all over the place. Yeah. Back and forth on this. I don't know where to go on this one. <laughs> oh, stop it. <laughs> Gene? Um, they're valid. If they feel they're valid. It's B. The answer is B. We, we talked about the, what's the best way to handle it yeah. now at this point. All right, you did what you did last night, Monty Williams. You made a bit of a spectacle. I think as big a spectacle as Monty Williams and not can make on this big subject. <laughs> so now it's time to move on. So yeah, okay. B is the answer. B, yes, complaints are valid, but they should stop complaining. That is the leading response right now. 51% of our voters say that is the way they should go about it. 40% say yes, the complaints are valid. They don't get a fair whistle and they should be vocal. Only 9% say no, the complaints are not valid. All right. That's today's Sanderson Ford poll question. You could vote on it right now at ArizonaSports.com. Bickley and Murata. Mock my world. Are you mocking me? Are you mocking me? Stop it. You just didn't do it again. Are you mocking me? Speaking of mocking, Dan Bickley made an absolute mockery of Mock My World <laughs> uh, last week with uh, his dominant performance. Really blowout. If the man knows anything, he knows about green things. Uh, and Bick's team of money, the Masters, Green Jacket, Shrek, and Green Day. 59.9% wow. of the vote. We live in such a money-hungry society. It really <laughs> paid off. Uh, big gap for second. Sarah, you finished second, 176 I had 11.8% for third place. And Jarrett, 10.6%. Oh, Where are uh, my kiwi fruit fans at? <laughs> Where's my green jolly rancher people at? Yeah. Uh, this week, I mentioned it. Uh, you got lost in the green forest, Jared. <laughs> in the food, oh. you did. In the food aisle. In the food aisle. You I, did. Somebody, you did. You could have maybe got 100% if you would have picked golf courses. Something Perhaps. that you do love, too. That's a good point. Um, so this week, in honor of uh, what we saw at the World Baseball Classic, the subject is unicorns. Not just ah. in sports. Anywhere. Unicorns, unicorns in the entertainment world. Uh, right. No actual unicorns will be chosen in this trap, though. Oh, really? And it, yes. <laughs> or killed in the filming. <laughs> or, or harmed in any or way. Or harmed yeah. in any way. So it means exactly. like one of one a kind, of a kind unique, unique, special, general. Yeah, know, we get it. I'll yeah. explain to the audience. They're not all. I think I think you're pandering to the audience. They understand what a unicorn is. Uh. Is that a horse with a horn? Like off. <laughs> <laughs> Based on last week's results, Jarrett will get the first pick. Come I will on, go Jared. second. Sarah third. Bick will go fourth, and we'll have a four-round snake-style draft until this thing is complete. Jarrett, you got the first pick. I am choosing the person that inspired the category, Shohei Otani. Mm. Okay. Shohei Otani is off the board. I'm going to go sports with my first pick, and I'm going to pick... I'm going to pick Wayne Gretzky. Ooh. Oh. Interesting. Maybe not. 
<laughs> perhaps, perhaps no. Thank goodness I did not think that Bo Jackson would fall to me. Yeah, how about that's that? That's what I thought. It was, Taking Bo. Yeah. Yeah, that's a horrible oversight on my part. <laughs> Candy Maldonado is my second. Vic, mm. <laughs> you got two picks. Uh, give me Deion Sanders and Eddie Van Halen. Eddie Van Halen. Sarah? Did you see his son, uh, Wolfgang, mm-hmm. put out a Twitter poll? said, like, what should, what should I change my name to? And he said, Wolfgang Led Zeppelin, Wolfgang The Beatles, Wolfgang ACDC, or Wolfgang it, something else. Is he really changing his life? Did you understand the context of it? I don't know what the context okay. was, but I thought it was funny that... He was lashing out at somebody who thought that, that Wolfgang was was unfairly benefiting... From oh, his from last name. nepotism. From a nepotism. Nepo, a nepo oh, baby. And his point was, it's my last name. I know. Yeah, what yeah, would yeah. you like me to do about <laughs> right. it? Yeah. So very sorry. Funny. Yeah. It was funny. For being born. People suck. I know. Indeed. All right. My second pick. We're taking unicorns. I'm taking someone who has four elements named after her in her own sport. Simone Biles. Ah. Give it to me. Simone Biles. I'm going sports with my second pick, too. We have yet to see him on a uh, wide oh, scale. Oh, a good one. Victor Wenbanyama. Ooh. Solid. And why are you chiming in, Jared, before he even said who he was picking? Uh, I knew yeah. he was. Because you wanted that? to show your predictive powers? Is that what your point was? <laughs> You're all. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. He wants you to think he's smart. Yeah, clearly. Jared. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. good pick. Ooh. What was his pick? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Great pick. <laughs> I have two picks, correct? Yes. Mm. I am picking Prince. Ooh, good one. And I'm picking Serena Williams, the Serena Slam, and changed gol- uh, golf. She changed tennis. I don't know what she did. She isn't a golf-related uh, beer commercial right now. Oh, that's right. Apparently, you're not a golfer. I'm gonna go I don't wanna do all sports so I'm gonna go entertainment here I'm gonna go the golden pipes of Whitney Houston oh she was on my list was she yes not anymore not anymore all right. Did you watch the, the Whitney Houston uh, movie, by the way? Not yet. It I is watched, in my queue. I watched the trailer, and I was tempted to start it, but I haven't started it yeah, yet. Yeah, it looks very interesting. Yeah. Very dramatic. Yes. As was her life. I am going to take... I. There's no way for me to measure this, but I assume that nobody does more of his own stunts than this actor, Tom Cruise. Good pick. I had him on the list. Ooh, that is That's a good one. some wild stuff. I feel like CGI just would really take care of if he wanted. Yeah. He's saving that all for but his face. then he face. wouldn't make your list. <laughs> That's right. He wouldn't, right? He wouldn't right. make your list. And then he is saving it for his right. face. You're right. He's sitting there going, okay, listen, I can jump off this cliff on a motorcycle and make Sarah's list, or let's see, I'll, I, I'm making Sarah's list. We are getting Mock My World Absolutely. votes. That's what we are doing. Nick, you got two picks. Uh, I'll take Tiger Woods. And then I'm going to take Thornton Mellon, the only one to complete <laughs> the saw, triple Lindy. I saw And that. yes, I stole that from a listener. No, that was a, that was a funny response. Thornton Mellon. You can do anything. You're a Point. melon. You're a melon. <laughs> Is this a, a Caddyshack reference? No. no. So back to same actor. School reference. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thornton was, Mellon's big and fat. You know what Thornton Mellon's given Call name me was? Call when you have no class. 
No. Tony Maloney. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Tony. Not Maloney like Aaron Maloney, but M-E-L-O-N-I. Mm. Ah. I know my back to school trivia. Right. <laughs> Sarah, your uh, final pick? My final pick. Okay. You know, I am going to take... I am going to take the person who covers the uh, widest, what, breadth, I guess, of sports better than anyone out there. There's nothing she can't do. Holly Rowe. Wow. I'm taking her. All right. She's never been out of place in anything that she's covered. I'm very impressed by it. I have so many ways I could go with this. I'm going to do it. I don't care. I don't think people should be this good looking. So I'm picking Charlize Theron. (laughs) That woman is a unicorn. Wow. All right. Suck on those feet, Jared. Great drop in. What was that? Sarah? (laughs) You and me. Talk to her. Sarah's drop in, which is a lot more. uh... Oh, man. Oh, I hurt. Jarrett. All right, my last pick of the draft. I would. It, it wouldn't be good if uh, if I didn't do something. If I didn't choose someone who died before mo- a lot of our audience was born. Mm. Of course. So I'm picking a man who sung, who could dance, who could act, who could do comedy. Sammy Davis Jr. I'll get you a ton of Twitter. You books. know, there's a ton of people who sing, dance, and act. <laughs> I'm just trying to shoot down your idea of yeah. Sammy Davis as a as a unicorn. Sammy Davis Jr. What an entertainer! A- an interesting Candyman. Yes. Oh. Uh, Jarrett's got oh, Sho- <laughs> what a team: Shohei Otani, Prince, Serena Williams, and Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> Amazing. I've got Gretzky, Solid. Victor Wembanyama, Whitney Houston, and Charlize Theron. Sarah went with Bo Jackson, Simone Biles, Tom Cruise, and Holly Rowe, and Bick. Went with Deion Sanders, uh, Eddie Van Halen, Tiger Woods, and Thornton Mellon. Absolutely. That's a luncheon right there. <laughs> oh, I tell you. Oh, I tell you. Unicorns of the world. Oh, my Longfellow. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you call me when you have, you have no, no class? class. Uh, we'll get this up on Twitter. You determine the winner of Mock My World at Bickley underscore Murata. Some final thoughts and some interesting final thoughts, I'm sure. Straight ahead. Here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. It really seems to care about what I have no idea. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Weekly and Murata, song of the day. Dangerfield was a unicorn. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He really was. Oh, I tell ya. Hey, Wayne gets a parking lot. <laughs> Not this, but he did He did have a hit song. Rappin' Rodney. Rappin' Rodney. I do remember that. Uh, this is from the Back to School soundtrack. 
Rodney Dangerfield doing Twist and Shout. I had so many different ways to go on Song of the Day. Based on what you said early about uh, Monty Williams causing a scene, I thought uh, I was going to play the format, the first single that has that to cause a scene, stamp your, stomp, you know, clap your hands, stop your feet. Then we had the whole chicken feet thing. Chicken Foot, the super group with Sammy Hagar and Michael Anthony and Chad Smith. Wow, and Joe I didn't Satriani. know you were aware of them. Very yes. well done, Vinny. Wow. But I, but I opted for this. Because, you know, I tell you what. What is for being what? a super group, though, I, I just, I've never, I mean, where's the where's the beef, chicken foot? <laughs> Forget the chicken, where's the beef? Where's the super? Apparently, according yeah, where's to the super? Wikipedia, they've been on hiatus since 2016. Okay. Yeah. All right. Why does this song exist? Because he sang it in the movie. <laughs> There's footage of him doing the triple Lindy. All right, there you go, Rodney Dangerfield. Regrettably and with apologies, today's song of the day. Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. Yeah, we, we didn't get to it in social studies because we ran long, but uh, Jarrett brought up uh, sucking on chicken feet. Uh, it was a delicacy that I was unaware of. I think, Vic, you were unaware of. Sarah was unaware of. It's a thing. You backed it up, Jared. Mm. Apparently very big in Asian culture. I had never heard of it before. And I cannot think of many things less appetizing looking than the foot of a chicken. It's going to look great. Have you heard of uh, pig's feet? Sure. I've heard of pig's yes. feet. Okay. Pickled pig's feet. Pickled pig's feet. I am so not one of those people to... like. I'm the polar opposite of... Uh, Anthony Bourdain, God rest his soul. I'm not eating anything interesting. Not adventurous. <laughs> not at all. Same. Me neither. Yeah, it just never appealed to me. Like, and watching, like, remember when Fear Factor was a thing? Uh, oh, boy. Oh, the stuff that those people Whatever ate. Whatever happened to that host? <laughs> <laughs> that loser probably never it was Joe Rogan. If oh, okay. I didn't know that. Okay, wow. You know what's weird? I just wow. thought of it. I had a, my uh, former producer when I was doing FM, um, FM Morning Show for a very short time was the first ever winner of Fear Factor. And it was so early in the show, it's before they even implemented the the eating part of it. It was oh. more like physical what? stunts. Uh. So I had one producer who won Fear Factor and another producer who failed miserably on Pawn Stars. <laughs> wow. Pornography. Oh, pornography. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Wait, how do you fail in a pawn show? It was a Ask game Jared. show. We've got over this Jared's many times. Game, Jared's game show experience. I, it did fail, and it was miserable. So I guess I can't argue that. <laughs> that is funny. Hey, by the way, before we move on, Vinny, yeah. uh, somebody sent me a, a link, and so this is out there. Apparently, Ben Taylor has been demoted. Yes. Really? Tom Haberstroh, in a podcast, said that in the five assignments since Fred Van Vliet's rant, uh, he's been crew chief only once, designated as referee number two four times since that game. So apparently he has been demoted a little bit. Wow. And in the news again last night, because he's the guy, I think he was the crew chief last night, mm. because he was the guy who spoke to the pool reporter. And if you watch the play, it was a clear foul. Torian Prince absolutely threw Sadiq Bay to the ground on a loose ball as the buzzer the buzzer sounded. Atlanta's got a huge beef. It's not a great day for the NBA. No. And, uh, you know, when you have three games on an abbreviated schedule and people in 
Six different cities to some degree are talking about NBA officiating. That is not a problem the NBA wants to have. No. But the lesson for the Suns is move past it, Chris Paul. You know, we got to win in spite of, you know what I mean, all the different things. There's a lot of things that we can correct. You know, um, we got to be better. But, you know, these games, stuff happens. I mean, everything is all social now, social media. Everybody see what happened when Fred said what he said, now with the reaction. You know what I mean? Byron's rule with the league. You know, we had these conversations about officials all the time just trying to figure out how we can how we can be better. Travel day for the Suns. They're in Sacramento on an off day today. So I'm wondering, shoot around practice, what the message is. Hey, we got it out there. We showed some emotion. We were unified in our front. But I'm thinking the message from Monty Williams is move forward. Yeah, but but how does he get his team to do that when it is so deeply entrenched in their brains? Because he's tried this before and it hasn't worked. But the key is, too, combining that with finding a way to win a basketball game. I know. And it's not easy because Sacramento is good. And Philadelphia on Saturday night, we'll mm-hmm. see. Uh, did you see Oregon head basketball coach Dana Altman's comments? I did. He did not hold back. His uh, Oregon Ducks had a home game in the NIT against Wisconsin. The Ducks did not make the NCAA tournament. They lost 61-58. And at Matthew Knight Arena, there was a reported 3,300 people in attendance. Part of his rant was um, Altman was complaining about the, the uh, attendance, talked about the commitment that Wisconsin made with their band, uh, was asked if there was enough people. He said, that goes into the evaluation. What are we not giving our players? What are we not doing as a staff? If that means more people, then I'll go to uh, the athletic director and beg. You see the commitment Wisconsin makes. They have their cheerleaders, their band. We make a commitment. Don't get me wrong here, but you can see how important it is. It was important to them. It was important to me. What the heck? We should have had more people here tonight. These guys play hard, okay? 3,300 people. It's not good enough. If it's me, get rid of me. If you need somebody else to be a promoter, do something. But 3,300 people is embarrassing. It really is. I don't think the lack of attendance was any slight or show of disrespect to the Oregon basketball team. It was a show of disrespect to the NIT, which has a big history, but nobody cares. Nobody cares. About a second tier tournament. No. And you can't make them care. No. Especially if you're Oregon and your expectations are higher than that. This is not like a low-level mid-major where the NIT is like, all right, we're hosting a postseason game. Oregon is not, you know, they're not Kansas or Duke. But it's also like their fans want to make the NCAA tournament, and if you don't make that... Yeah, it's a disappointing season, and Dana Altman's had a lot of success. He took Oregon to a Final Four in, in recent memory. I think it's more of a a, a, you know, a thumbing of the nose of the NIT, please. We got better things to do. That's exactly even if it's what a Wednesday it night yeah. than to go watch the NIT. And, you- and that's the whole thing. I mean, how can you lay that guilt trip on people? If if I were the Oregon fan base, I'd say, get in the other tournament. We'll yeah. talk. Yeah. It's because your fault. It's your Eugene, fault. Eugene, Oregon, and they do have passionate fans there, but it's still West Coast. It's still, not It's not like exactly. the Deep South where exactly. 90,000 people are showing up to watch football practice. You're right. No, you're right on the money. Yeah, I I thought that was a little misplaced from Dana Altman. Also misplaced, um, and we were anticipating this, but it came out yesterday. MLB is making small changes to their pitch clock rules. I thought maybe they would adjust the time. It's it's real minor stuff. Um, 
But one of the things that stands out to me, and this is coming from Rob Manfred, new standards will be enforced for bat boys and bat girls whose ability to quickly retrieve equipment will help efforts to speed up the game, according to this memo. The league will evaluate the performances of bat boys and bat girls and could ask teams to replace them if their performance is considered substandard. <laughs> is that harsh is you, that? Is that real? It's real. That's from an article from Jeff Passan. Jessica, move it. <laughs> That's funny. I don't care if you want to have fun in this job. I mean, for the Diamondbacks, it's not bat boys and bat girls, but if you go down the the foul lines in the outfield, they have the golden gloves, which is, you know, senior citizens manning those lines. What if they're a little slow retrieving the ball that caromed off the the fence? Irving, you're fired. Oh, I will fight you, Rob Manfred. Rob Manfred really has his finger on the pulse of everything going on in his sport. Uh, there you go. That's going to do it for us on this Thursday. Bick, good to have you back. Thank yeah. you, Vinny. Power Great to be like back. On never, fire today. Thank you. Gone. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thanks to Max Starks, Ramona Shelburne for joining us as well. We'll be back tomorrow morning at 6 for the Friday edition. Don't go anywhere. Wolf and Luke are up next from 10 to 2 on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Have a great day, everybody.